Hey, everybody. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast of Gundam. It's here. Hey, we watched episode 17 to 20 of Gundam Wing. Gundam. Again. I got, oh, I mean the first time, but we've watched Gundam Wing again, which I feel like is a personal failing. We're not even halfway through. How? How? Okay. <laughs> well, so these episodes go some places, and uh, I'm going to spoil something and say I laughed harder at a moment in these episodes than I've laughed in maybe all of the viewings we've had over the course of this entire podcast. It's not intentional, ooh. which is the best part. Oh yeah. my god, it's not intentional, and it's unfucking believable <laughs> It's just so, there shall we get started? Yeah. I ran the gamut of emotions in this world, like, anger, Mostly disbelief confusion, confusion, upset, laughing. Gundam like... Wing is an anime of pod, or Gundam <laughs> Wing is an anime of contrasts, for sure. <laughs> Uh, so episode 17 starts with the recap of the previous duel between uh, Hero and uh, Zex with Relena yelling about killing Zex. It doesn't matter. And that's uh, the only title... time she shows up in this set of episodes. Yeah, she's gone for a while. Um, see you, Relena. The, the title for this one is Betray- Betrayed by Home Far Away. Uh, we see a bunch of Space Leos. So the Space Leos are the same thing as Leos, except they have rockets on their back so they can move around in space. Sweet. Um, they're fighting with those new Taurus suits on the colonies, and they blow a hole in the side of it. And the narrator pops in talking about how the Alliance had a space force to control the colonies, but since the Alliance collapsed, Oz has better suits, and now Oz is just kind of going around through space and killing all the old Alliance people, um, like cleaning up everything. We get introduced to a new character. <laughs> um, this character is a tall lady with kind of long uh, brunette hair, and... Um, she goes on talking like she's dressed in a nice uh, suit, and she's talking about how Oz is bringing peace to the colonies. And um, okay, I'm, we get a bon- I'm gonna give a true story. When this new lady appeared, I turned to Vickers <laughs> and I went, "On a scale of one to Lady Oon, how crazy do you think this new character is going to be?" And we'll see um. in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad because I just assumed immediately. I was like, "Oh." That's the same voice actress and the same hair color, eye color, and face shape. Okay, this is just Lady Yoon. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, so she's talking about bringing peace to colonies outside. There's an Oz guy in a uh, new tourist suit talking about these new unmanned mobile dolls. Um, I guess they're just tourist suits, but they have a computer inside of them instead of a pilot. Drones. Yeah, they're yeah. Drones. It still has a pilot Which... seat. They, they occasionally cut to it just being empty. It's pretty yeah. good. I just... Uh, you know what? I'm gonna wait until we get to a part with more of the mobile dolls. But I've got a lot of problems with the fact that they have drone technology yeah. and are still building suicide suits. Yeah. Fuck. I All right, well, just have so many problems with the dolls, like and their new mobile uh, suits and everything. It's just so bad. Yeah. So. um... While these new dolls are being shown, we cut to a new crazy wacky scientist of the week. Um, this guy looks like he's straight out of fucking like Astro Boy or something. He's I was got to say huge... he is very uh, Tetsuo. Yeah, he's got like a fucking eight inch nose. He has like this hair that looks like it was a bowl cut, but the like feathered it was a bowl cut bowl for chips that was put on his head. It was <laughs> the Tostitos <laughs> cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's talking about these new mobile dolls and how cool they are. Um, we see this new lady that's been introduced uh, sent, talking about this pre-recorded message she sent to the colony leaders saying that, oh, it supports peace and freedom, the colonies. And we see all these colony leaders talking about this, and they're like, oh, this is cool. 
Um, the new lady leaves this meeting that they have, and she walks outside into the hallway. And the leader of the meeting comes and thanks her and thanks her for her help. And he says, like, you know, without you, it's, you know, we want to have peace. And it's time for the colonies to make up with Oz and their former military problems. So, like, she's, like, a diplomat in uh, trying to get the colonies to like Oz, which is what the whole scene is. Um, she says she has to go. The guy asks her for her name. And she says, it's Lady Oon. Oh, no. And, what like, the... the thing is, this this is so frustrating because yeah. this could have been framed in a way where it's, Lady Oon has to, you know, she realizes that for, you know, Oz and for all of this, it's more useful for her to stop being a warhawk and start being, you know, this. And, like, that's that kind of, like, deep-seated evil that, like, kind of works for a character at that point. And, like, she could have been interesting in, like, trying to, you know, put on this facade of being super peaceful to get through. But, But, uh, spoilers... It's not that they decide to make it like a mental health thing because they can't fucking write their way out of a goddamn bag. Yeah. <laughs> Other spoilers, Lady Anne just can't stop herself from being <laughs> an evil warhawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we at this point in the story don't know that she has split personalities. But in a weird way, but... Yeah, like, the first time I saw the show, I thought, oh, you know, maybe she's being deceptively evil yeah. here. And that was exactly, right? Yeah, like, like actually oh, wow, maybe doing somehow. Like, maybe they wrote Lady Oon to be competent at anything, but then, <laughs> oops, <laughs> they didn't. I mean, it's trick especially shot. since the guy is clearly into her with the blushing and the, ooh, she's hot, so. He, he's also, like, the stand-in for the colonies agreeing with Oz, which, spoilers, oh they're my, going to start doing for God, no reason. They are so horny for peaceful Oon, it's so bad. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> okay, uh, so um, we cut down to Earth. Quatra and Duel are like at a poolside cabaret. I don't know what they're doing. They're at the pool and they're fucking watching news on a TV. And it's all about how Oz is helping the colonies regain their control and they're taking over space for freedom and everything. Side and note, I, I feel like Quatra literally can't travel without it being in style. Oh yeah, this guy <laughs> like, is fucking bougie as hell. Like, Hero lives in high schools, Duel lives on abandoned barges, Quatra fucking books the richest hotel in town <laughs> and, you know, wears a towel over his head. So, um... Duo is confused at this. He's like, well, doesn't Oz want to take over all space? And then Quattro's like, no, Oz is being tricky. They're pretending to help, you know. Um, by doing this, they're not giving away their hand immediately until it's too late. And, of course, they can take it over once they're peaceful, all that. Which, of course, is very obvious because the first thing they're having them do is they're like, ah, oh, we will remove all of these space mines that are very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so people can Everyone. travel again. Exactly. It's not to keep us out. It's to help you get out Mm -hmm. easier. You're welcome. (laughs) Let's just disarm this cannon real quick. Yeah. So, Quatcha has a good line here. I love the intonation. It's like, I think it's time to return to space. With our Gundams. With our Gundams. Yeah, it's very strong. Yeah. (laughs) There's a sub-theme of, like, lovers of space thing that's going on in a lot of these episodes. And Quatra's the most lover of space-y... Which is weird, too, because, like, he came to Earth and he's like, damn, I love Earth. And then he goes to space, damn, "Damn, I love space, too. Space! So they go from, the duo and Quattro go from, like, their hotel poolside and somehow rappel down a cliff into a jungle? And then there's a fucking cargo jet in the jungle? Like, I don't understand how the cargo jet landed in the jungle. Just park that thing right there. They cleared out. There was no uh... runway. It was just there. You maneuver planes like cars, right? You can just drive them through trains. (laughs) The other thing is uh, we're about to run into the fact or, you know, the, the, the repeated issue coming up of, but Gundams are supposed to be in space. <laughs> like, Gundams work in space. That's, like, 
an early specification is there's <laughs> there's spacefaring vehicles. Yeah, but they like it's a thing. Like I, I'll give them that this in the show that like in all of the Gundam shows, getting Gundams into space is hard because like while they can work in space, like it takes away a while to get out of Earth's gravity and all that. Okay, so, sorry, I'm used to G Gundam. But he did need a way to get into space. Yeah, I mean, even Do- Domo needed to get in the pod with the horse. So, oh, that's right. Okay, they did need the horse. You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a horse can go to space, but the Gundam can't. So, mm. in a great leap of logic here, Duo is like, well, how are we going to get in the space without getting noticed? Because if I just notice they're going to send shit out of the way. Quatra, Quatra taps says, his forehead. Yeah, he's like, well, we should get noticed, because if we get noticed, that means we could fight Oz without Oz using the colonies as hostages. And sure, but, like, you're also forgetting you'll still be outnumbered crazily <laughs> like you were. I mean, that's still... I don't well, know what their plans see, are. See, the thing is, up until this point, the Gundams still are all-powerful. Basically, the only one that's been destroyed is because it self-detonated. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Gundams were all-powerful. And I'm going to emphasize were. <laughs> yeah, because, like, they're all-powerful when the plot needs them to be. Yep. Yeah. And then, like, they'll fight the same suits sudden, they fought before. And, and then this, so, this set of episodes this is really episodes. where it twists. Everyone's just like... All I'm saying is there's going to be a lot of a lot of arms missing before the end of this. <laughs> uh, so we cut back to the colony politicians. Uh, one guy is happy with Oz's turnaround and being peaceful. And then there is like, well, did you hear Oz is behind Hero Yui's political assassination? Which you would think would be a thing. But like, I guess they show this later one. that Oz... Oh, it yeah. so bothers me. It happened 20 years ago. Yeah, this is still living memory. This isn't like they're right? trying to the memory hole shit from like four decades ago. Like, you would think they wouldn't be trusting Oz, the organization they thought killed their literal, like, messiah leader, the guy that everyone loved. No, we, that's just a rumor. For, for timescale reference, if Bill Clinton was murdered under mysterious circumstances, <laughs> that that's the amount of time that we're talking about here. 20 years is not that long for a political assassination. And hadn't even been 20 years since the shuttle of them got blown up? Like, how long has it been since then? Like, six months? Like, something like that? And they even say right off the bat, like, when they're introducing, they're like, wasn't Oz the ones who had that shuttle get blown up with all of our peaceful leaders at the same time? And they're just like, those are just rumors. It's not true. You have no facts to back that up. Which, like, that's still not good enough this for show this kind of like, overwhelming peace acceptance. Yeah, yeah, this show is ridiculously brought up in the pre-internet era. Yeah, yeah right? and we're going to get to that soon, but it is like, <laughs> the the assumption that you could just erase things that happened 20 minutes ago is like, mm, hard to buy. Yeah. Um, I have a note, whatever. Uh, so the guys are talking about uh, the political assassination. Um, some of the advisors in the colonies don't want to trust Oz, um, but... There's this, like, one group of guys that are always like, yeah, at least Colonel Una is trustworthy. We can trust her. And it becomes really stupid later on. Yeah. Um, one guy says that he's bloodthirsty. The other says it's a rumor. They're at an impasse. They don't know what the, to do. The lady that was going to blow up nuclear weapons <laughs> to take out a Gundam and also all of New Zealand. That's just a rumor. I mean, like, who saw... There's only, like, two guys that actually saw her give the orders for the missiles, and then the other I ones are terrorists, I can't imagine so. there hasn't but, been but more is. witnesses. She is so bloodthirsty. She Probably just killing people in the hallway. Right? She threw Us. a bomb in broad daylight <laughs> into a okay. building. I can't remember. Do they... 
do they do it immediately here where like when someone's like you're really lady oon and then he, she's just like oh it, like doesn't no. have a full freak out no, that's but like later. Has, later, she has yeah. like an eye twitch okay yeah. i know there's the real big freak out later yeah. that's even more what the hell yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, so there. we cut to space. Oz suits are clearing some mines. Um, we see Lady Oon with her hair down, and like some maids are putting her hair up in the buns. And while this is happening, she gets noticed that they found a Gundam manufacturing plant and their leader at some colony or something. And so, like, once her hair goes up, that's when she takes like no shit from anyone. And yeah, like, yeah it's she just gets, go like, eh. yeah, she's it's back. A, yeah, it's a really she's bad much like stronger visual metaphor. when she's in her uniform. Yeah, that's what they say later. <laughs> <in it. laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she gets in her uniform. She goes down to the military base jail or whatever. That one scientist from earlier with the big nose is there. Uh, she asked him if he built the Gundams, and he's like, I only built one Gundam, Death Scythe. It's the best one. <laughs> the others were a coincidence. I didn't build them. They're shitty. Um, well, I mean, at least it wasn't Troas, because if there's yeah, one whichever Gundam... scientist did that one, <laughs> might want to take that back. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Un gets a notice that uh, Quat- the Duo and Quattro are attacking some space-based port down on Earth while she was interrogating. Uh, they cut to that, and for whatever reason, as we were saying earlier, like these two invincible Gundams are now having trouble fighting the same guys that they were fighting before, and they're having trouble getting on the base. Yeah, like yeah. this happens again in space, and it makes not much sense, but at least a little sense then. Here, Literally. it's just like, wait, why? <laughs> They even say at one point they're like, "Wow, this is so much different than any other Oz base we've attacked." As to which we I'm see just the like exact sitting, same set of animations. Yeah, like I'm just yeah. sitting here like, "Please elaborate." <laughs> yeah, just, oh, please like Vicka say. said, if they went to space and fought the mobile dolls in the fancy suits, then I could understand it being like a different thing. But these are the same Leos they've been blown up in mass since the beginning of the show. So, yeah. and they're just like, "Oh, this base is so much more stronger." And I'm just like, "But you didn't <laughs> explain or show any of why." No. Like, Suddenly, the Gundams are shit. <laughs> like that's just it. The Gundams are now completely really useless. They're not using some crazy new strategy or anything. They're just doing the same thing of fucking line up 45 of them and shoot at it. Like, <laughs> Numbers 46 and 47, they're going to get the shots in. Yeah. yeah. So um, Quattro's thinking like, oh, man, if we do a battle here and this gets on the news and the other Gundam pilots will see that we're fighting and take the hint and also come and fight with us because I want friends. This is such a leap of logic. <laughs> yeah. It's Which, why long. wouldn't you just go to space and then do the fighting in space? And then they'll understand, oh, they're in space. We should also go to space. <laughs> no <laughs> one thinks more like... than about 15 seconds ahead of what they're doing. Including the script um, writers. So, so while they're fighting, uh, we cut to the colony politicians in space watching, like, a news broadcast of Death Sight and Sandrock fucking shit up downstairs. Um, they realize, like, well, you know, the Gundams were made to defend the colonies, but now is a time of peace, and now they are destroying war, so they're a nuisance, and we have to get rid of them. Um, Everyone some treats guys, these war crime machines as just, like, oh, a political misstep. Yeah. Like, that happens it's, a lot in this show. It's very blasé about what they think these Gundams should be doing. Uh, there's other guys in the colonies saying, that, you know, the Gundams are still fighting for the colonies, and we want to support them, but... Uh, they don't. They don't, yeah. Duo back on Earth checks the TV because, you know, why not have a Gundam with a TV channel in it? Hell yeah. Uh, he's on TV, and then, like, the TV conference breaks <laughs> hey, out. Me. Yeah. There's a press Wait conference your from mom. the colonies. <laughs> they, uh, they say, like, hey, listen, uh, we're going to side with Oz on this one because the Gundams are blowing shit up and we don't believe in that anymore. We want peace. And Quattro's like, you know, it's okay. This is what we expected. And I'm like, did you? Is this what Boy, you really this wanted? Boy, this failed horribly, but you know... <laughs> Because I right didn't side. expect this. The colonies are just so horny for Oz. It, it 
It's dumb. And, and Quattro's like, you know, I expected this to happen, but it's going to take time for the colonies to believe that my murder is good for them. <laughs> well, shucks. <laughs> yeah. So both the Sand Rock and the Death Scythe get shot a lot. They think they're going to die. Wu Fei shows up and saves them. Buffet has some great lines like, the ones who are right have to be strong. Which I guess is character development-ish. I... He's flipped the order of the sentence now. It's kind of just Wufei being Wufei. Like, Wufei gets one line every 20 episodes. Yeah, <laughs> like, every 10 episodes. So, like, he's got to really ham it up or else he's just a real nothing. Huh? Yeah. Um, it also shows that wings and heavy arm have shown up. Um Hero keeps saying my mission is to wipe out Oz and to eliminate all obstacles. And I'm like, okay, sure. And then Troa's like, Troa has a great line. Right now I sense peace in our five hearts. And they say this as they all five of them are just murdering tons of people. <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't feel bad when you murder people, you might have peace in your heart, right? Yeah. He's like a chief Satori and just blowing people up. <laughs> I do have a pure heart. Pure evil, Kakarot. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, Back in space, Lady Yoon has got inside of a Taurus suit, and her with a bunch of other Taurus suits are going to go find the fifth Gundam scientist guy, because I guess they captured four of them, and they need to find the fifth one. Uh, So they go where the factory is, and they're about to, like, break into it, but uh, a laser beam comes out of the colony and blows up some suits. Uh, Lady Yoon tells the dolls to fire their beam cannons right into the colony, uh, one of the other guys complains saying it'll cause a bunch of collateral damage, but she doesn't give a shit because she's crazy. Do you get it? Do you get it? Because she's evil. She yeah. does this once an episode for this entire block. Yes, she does. It's really Something just sad. outrageously evil to be like, no, no, I am that evil. Do you get it? There's a bad lady, Oon, and then perhaps a good one. Are you catching the... It's me, the evil one. Hello. I would like to shoot at civilians, please. Like, that's, that's legit what half of it is. It's just like... But Lady Oon will be shooting at civilians. And she's like, but fool, yeah, I am Lady Oon. I am shooting at civilians, <laughs> like, right now. <laughs> Man, it's me knowing where this goes. It gets even stupider with these two. Um, the, engine, uh, the scientist, the Gundam scientist, hears her saying that she's going to blow up the colony. And he's like, okay, fine, I surrender. You guys are fucking idiots. Um, cause, so he just gives up. Uh, Duo and Wufei back on Earth are getting into these launch capsule rocket things to go to space. Quatra is outside protecting them. He gets shot up a bit. Duo has a good, you fool! You fool! Um, You fool! (laughs) And then, uh, because they're like, listen, you got to get inside the launch pod. But he's like, no, I'm going to have a last stand here to make sure you get to space. So he's like, for some reason, their Gundams can't fight these goddamn Leos anymore. And again, all he's doing in his last stand is standing kind of nearby where the shuttles are going to take off, standing still and getting shot with no sign As of taking any bullets damage. Bullets ping off of him. Yeah. So, yeah, like, it's literally, like, it, he could have left this Gundam and walked away 20 minutes ago, and he would have done just as good of a job as the last <laughs> stand. Like, all he would, he could have put up a cardboard cutout of a Gundam, and it would have done about the same amount of work. Yeah. Like, uh, so, um... He figures the best way to protect his friends getting up in the space is to blow up his Gundam. So he goes to self-detonate, but for some reason the front door on the Gundam opens up and he's like, Sandrock, you're telling me to leave. He's like, ah, oh, <laughs> shit, that door always did get caught, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta so get that thing fixed. he jumps out of his Gundam and just kind of walks away as it walks towards the Leos and blows itself up. I guess somehow he gets on a pod and goes in the space, but he's injured. It's real stupid. So the oh, wing is back, but you have to be, like, down one Gundam at all times. Yeah. So so the preview thing for the next episode says he is mortally wounded. <laughs> that is blatantly false. 
Yeah, no, that's, yeah. They just made that up, I guess. Don't worry about it. So uh, we cut back to space. Uh, That last scientist guy who got captured gets put in the cell with the other four Gundam scientists. They all look like fucking idiots. I I, I should reiterate here. So we've seen Dr. J, which has his, like, fucking Bato ghost in the shell eyes with the claw hands. We've seen the fucking Astro Boy guy with the long nose and the bowl cut. There's a guy with, like, a Prince of Bel-Air-style flat top and, like, Mm -hmm. a fake nose. Yes. It's Mm. really dumb looking. Uh, One ball, dude. Yeah, there's the bald guy, and there's also the guy who looks just kind of normal. Yeah, the, <laughs> but, the like, generic scientist who's always in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all look like fucking idiots, but they have some dialogue like, it's been 15 years since we've seen each other. Did you all build those cool Gundams? Yeah. And I can't believe we all built our cool Gundams. They say oh, in a prison cell. By the cell. way, Phil, your Gundam that was just a bunch of guns and runs out of ammo all the time? Garbage. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yours Bullshit. isn't any better, Steve. It just has two fucking sickles and doesn't do anything. <laughs> okay, okay. But it does make a young boy feel very nice. <laughs> is, it, that's the my most Gundam, important thing. My Gundam can love. <laughs> Think about that. My Gundam has compassion. Gundam Sandrock <laughs> is the heart and fucking power of Captain Planet, dude. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Basically. So the last oh. thing of the episode is uh, a guy asking Lady Oon if these scientists are going to go on trial. And she's like, I have other ideas. Ha, ha, ha. Um, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what this last thing is saying. Oh, yeah. So she, Lady Oon gets news that the Gundams are launching off Earth and they're going to come to space. She says, okay, let's shoot them down with missiles. They go to shoot them down with missiles, but stuff is broken. Alarms are going off and... The engineers are kind of chuckling, so it's kind of assumed that they... They're in a sweet little pose, too, as the episode ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, like, chuckling in their cells as being like, uh-huh, shouldn't have kept us alive or the Gundam pilots, which, like... Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sure, you're, yeah. You're not wrong. They probably should have killed you. Yeah. <laughs> episode 18 starts, uh, same recap of Quattro blowing his suit up and going to space. Title of this one is Tall Geese Destroyed. I don't know where they're going with that. <laughs> don't worry about it. Well, yeah. Talk about a way, by the way, to like really like the one Gundam design I really like in this show is the tall geese, yeah. like the OG tall geese. So just having the opening be like, no more tall geese. I'm like, man, fuck you. <laughs> fuck yeah. you, Gundam wing. Why you gotta why you gotta come and shove in my face that this one's already gonna be a goddamn stinker? <laughs> Take all the mildly interesting things and just shove them out the window. Uh, so you see a shuttle landing on a colony. Uh, peaceful Lady Oon is getting a report about some the uh, military or the scientists. Um, uh, use- peaceful Lady Oon is like way too hard of an SNK boss. Like I thought, <laughs> serious Mister Karate was bad and Violent Ken was rough, but like Jesus, okay, sorry. <laughs> peaceful Lady Oon getting a report. <laughs> you don't want to get by her level three, you'll fall off the fucking window and get shot in the air. Um, so we get a report about these scientists. They used to work for Oz like 20 years ago. They made the tall geese and then they disappeared. Uh, the maids are putting her hair up right now um, and she goes into her evil military form. Uh, she wants these scientists to make her a new, more powerful suit than the Gundams because, of course, why would she not make these scientists make her a new Gundam? Obviously. Yeah. Honestly, it's the only sensible thing because every other character's like, I don't want to keep this Gundam we've stolen. Let's just blow it up. <laughs> Where she's, scrap it. she's like, no, no, make me a good-ass Gundam. And I'm like, good. Sensible. Yeah, it's the first smart thing I guess she's done. Uh, the way she goes about it's kind of stupid. <laughs> yep. but- oh, oh God, we can't yeah, wait. We're going to get there. <laughs> uh, so we cut the Earth. There's the tall geezers is chilling on a barge. Uh, a captured Zex is brought at gunpoint to the radio room, and he gets a call from Trias. Um, Zex expects to be court-martialed for his duel with hero shenanigans. Like, he knows he was out of line. 
I went a little traitor, I Trace guess. Trace is kind of chill with it, though. He's being the nice dad. He's like, okay, listen, if you could continue the fight for, you know, the Roma Fellers and me uh, against the Gundams, well, this will all be cool and we'll blow over. Zek says, no, uh, I can't keep fighting for personal feelings. Um, I can't do the Roma Feller thing anymore. I was just fighting the Gundams because I hate them for some reason. It's because um, it's the only thing he feels alive doing. This is kind of a weird part because his motivation really was to get revenge for the Sank Kingdom. And, he and then he did that. it. And then it yep. sort of just stalled. And then he also wanted the fight hero just because he was just thought it was cool. But now, like, he has no motivation. So I guess, like, he just doesn't want to work for his, the Trias anymore, even though they're bros. Well, I mean, the, the writers forgot suck. to give me a motive. I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah, basically. Fair. Yeah, like, congrats. You forgot to write so. You forgot to write motivation so badly that you implicitly wrote depression. <laughs> 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 Uh, so Trias is like, okay, if you're not going to work for me, you're going to have to die in battle. And he puts that in big air quotes. It's the only options, basically. Yeah. And the reason he wants to do this is because, like, the Roma Fellers won't want Zex around being a jerk. And um, he wants to give the Roma Feller troops something to look up to. And if Zex dies, then I guess that's cool for the troops. Martyr? I don't know where he was going with that. But, like, he's got to set up a thing. To, like, he's setting up an attack by Oz troops on this barge so Zex can die. And, uh, in heroic battle. Do whatever he wants to do, yeah. The Lightning Baron will be remembered forever for getting shot by his own troops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're setting up, like, a thing so he can die and just disappear from the scene. Um, we go back to where Trier's is. Trier's is on, like, a castle someplace that looks kind of like a, a Bastille. He's with these other two Romafeller guys, one of which is, like, their head engineer. And outside they're doing, like, a simulation of Dal Leos. So, like, I guess they're trying to pivot their army to drones because, you know, it's cheaper. It saves on labor or something. And it's, you know, yeah, it inherently is safer and all that. And there there are many philosophical arguments. And there's a lot of, you know, important discussions to have regarding yeah, drone warfare. because drone robots. Yeah, you know. The, this the show's not going to cover any of Which Gundam Wing is very This show will not do anything <laughs> with it. Don't worry. Yeah, I was going to say, in case you were worried you were going to have to start thinking in the middle of Gundam Wing... <laughs> Nope. <laughs> yeah, so nope. If you want to think, go back to season one. <laughs> see y'all see y'all back at Lunch of the Galactic Heroes. <laughs> so uh, the chief engineer guy is saying, like, oh, these dolls will replace soldiers in the future and help with the lives and everything. And then we see like a shots of the Leos outside, they're doing their whole training thing and shooting down some drones and tanks and whatever. Um Then they're really confused for a second because there's like a Leo out just walking around out in the firing range. And, like, they start freaking out and saying to stop the test. And this Leo just starts shooting these other, the dolls. And it's Trias. Somehow he left the command area, got in a Leo, just walked on the firing range and started shooting drones down. And Trias is like, I'm trying to represent all the human soldiers in the future. These people (laughs) think the dolls are superior. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, he's, like, doing the whole thing. like, human soldiers will always be better than dolls. And, like, the engineer guy sees this. And then he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's kill Trias. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... Yeah, he was just like, he's like, I want to fight against these all things. Right. Let me fight against them. Tell them to kill me. And the engineer's just kind of like, yeah, all right, man, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he tells the dolls to start shooting at Trias. Trias calls the guys in the command tower and, like, I guess since he's their commander, tells them to murder the chief engineer. He, like, the chief engineer is about to be shot by these dudes. Trias outside just chops up the dolls with the beam saber because he can. Why not? And then yeah, like, like the, the techs the... in the room basically just stand up and like, I'll fucking do it, dude. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> and the thing is, it doesn't make any sense because to make this clear, 
the dolls, the automated ones, never actually get the attack order. So Trias is just cutting up things that are just standing still. Uh, They're doing training nothing. dummy, basically. Money, money. He's chopping up money. Yeah, yeah. He's just shitting money down the toilet, and then afterwards is like, "Okay, you don't actually have to kill him, but." This makes a point about well, soldiers and the human element, and you should like humans more, I guess. I don't... Look, I didn't think about this very hard. Trace <laughs> so is the kind of guy who will do anything to win an argument, whether he's picked the right side or not. Whether he actually has any arguments to back up his argument. Yeah. He will He will come up with it on the fly as he goes, but he has to be right. His argument is overwhelming pressure, as in, tell five people to draw a gun on you, and then he won. Shut up. <laughs> argument over. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so after his speech... Yeah, he has like this monologue where he thinks like, oh, I hope Zex comes back to me. Otherwise, Oz is going to have worthless idiots doing shit like this guy. Despite the fact that he has chopped up his own fucking tech demo. I don't know. Yeah, but it was real important that he did that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Back in space, we see a whole bunch of X-Alliance guys. They're seeing Quattro's shuttle come up. I don't know how they know it's his shuttle, but like they know that like if we capture him, he's a Gundam pilot. And the enemy of our enemy is our friend, so he'll help us kill Oz. Break so they're like, guy. okay. This guy is the only smart one in the show. Because someone asked him, like, well, why don't we work with Oz? And he's like, no, Oz are fucking fucking assholes who use dirty tricks. And they're not, you know, they're not on the up and up. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Says the the X-Alliance member who, like, down-pressed all the colonies and put mines between them. But yeah. yeah, But he's the only smart one in the (laughs) show. No, you're right, you're right. (laughs) But yeah. Because everyone else is like... Oz is peaceful. They're military and they're blowing everything up. But I'm sure they won't hurt us. Uh, oh, what what is this? Oh, weird. It's a dossier with all of the history of Oz up to this point for <laughs> hundreds of years. Oh well, can't read that. No time. <laughs> In the incinerator it goes. Like God. that's it's legit. Like this group has done nothing but military. Since the since inception, and now all of a sudden they're just like, oh, they're we don't want to do military group. anymore. We're, We're peace peacekeepers now. now. This land is peaceful. It's inhabitants kind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Alliance guy sees that Oz are sending some tourist suits towards them in the shuttle, and they're like, okay, we have to launch and also go to the shuttle. So they launch their shit. The Oz guys are also flying. They're just trying to get there first. Um, we got a scene of the five Gundam scientists talking about how mobile dolls take the stakes out of war and make it cleaner. And they're like, they're not really appreciating this. They think like it lowers the stakes of what is going on with war is boring now. Yeah. And while they're talking about this, Un shows up is like, listen, you need to build build us a better suit. And they're like, no, fuck this. We're just going to die because we're not building you a better suit. Right. And then she gets noticed that the X-Alliance guys are trying to team up with Quatra, and it's like, okay, well, listen, you're, one of your pilots is on that shuttle, and I'll murder him if you don't build a suit for me. And they're like, oh, okay, fine, we'll build a suit for you. Here comes one of the dumbest things in the entire show it's, up it's, to this point. It's not quite yet, but yeah, remember this point, that mm-hmm. Lainey Yoon goes and sits, she gets that mm-hmm look in her eye when she realizes that the scientists don't want the pilot to die, and she's like, We'll kill him. And they're like, no, no. She's like, aha, leverage. Just, just, I've got it in. Just keep this in mind for a few minutes time. <laughs> That's all it takes. Um, so meanwhile, back on the shuttle, Quattro is broadcasting. He's trying to protect the colonies and the Gundams are cool and good and you should cheer on for the Gundams. Yay, Gundam. It's, it's um, just such fucking like, I don't know, propaganda speech, basically. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, X-Alliance guy... Um, 
Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Yeah, while he's giving the speech, the engineers are listening, or the Gundam scientists are listening, and they're like, oh, he's a good soldier because he can bring people together, which makes no fucking sense. Uh, the Alliance soldier gets to Quattro's shuttle. They find him unconscious, and he's surprised he's still a kid. Uh, he knows the Oz suits are closing in, so he has, like, a whole trick plan. He uh, puts Quattro in the shuttle, then makes... Or he puts Quattro in his Leo, which is parked outside. In his half-destroyed Leo, yeah. yeah. He blows it up with the shuttle and then launches himself in the shuttle away. And this tricks the Oz people to think that, you know, oh, the shuttle's just leaving. And so they see this. Lady Oon's like, oh, remember that pilot? Let's shoot him. They blow up the shuttle right in front of these scientists. This so, makes me so angry. Like, this is the dumbest <laughs> thing. I yeah. was so mad when Finally, she did this. If I capture this kid, I have perfect leverage under the over, over the four most important engineers that exist in the universe. Yeah. The guy this is easy. Arms. All I have to do is capture this kid, and then I can build the ultimate invincible super weapon, because clearly they're easily influenced by fucking blow it up! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no, kill him! Kill him! Bloodlust! I cannot stop! The blood kill him! The funniest thing about this is, next episode, the scientists build her her fucking robot. She's like, no backseas, you can't take it back. (laughs) They've already agreed. They put pen to paper. (laughs) The agreement was, I would build it if you didn't kill him, and then you didn't kill him, so we built it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I was just so angry, because normally the character who is so bloodthirsty they can't stop themselves causes problems for someone else like their <laughs> leader or you know someone else in their party no she literally ruins her own schemes <laughs> yeah but we see that Quatra is in fact safe well not safe he's still very hurt but he's inside the leo that's just kind of floating away. safely injured not yeah, safe. space dust yeah uh, back on Earth, uh, we see that Zex is getting ready to fight all the Oz troops coming at him. Uh, the rest of the people on the, his barge ship evacuate and leave. Uh, we see a fight scene. Oz lunges like 50 Ares and 20 Cancers, and Zex is like, oh, you've undervalued my life, or something like that. <laughs> Fuck you guys, that's not um, enough. He fights them for a bit. There's a fight scene. Uh, he has a great line, nice move, but I'm not gonna <laughs> die yet, and then immediately gets shot. Um, Zex's well, no, tall geese voice is the best voice in the show by far. It's so good, and and it's like two dudes like latch onto him. Like one grabs him from the front, one grabs him from the back. Like that does anything in these suits, and then he—that's when he's just like, "I'm not gonna die yet." It's just like, "What do you? What do you mean?" You just his this. his Gundam muscles. Well, the thing yeah, it just is, does like a big spinneroony. It's like you're just getting a hug. The thing What's, is, every what? single time a Gundam or or the Toggies gets latched onto by one of these suits, they're immediately like immobilized because like it happened to Hero at the very start of the show where he got latched onto it. Oh, now I'm in the ocean and dead. Like that just seems to be a thing. The Gundam's weakness suplexes. <laughs> They're like it, it's like you know how like an alligator's or like a crocodile's mouth like yeah. they can right, close it really right. hard but they don't have great opening muscles. Same thing with a condom. <laughs> if you clamp them together they just can't move. It's like tricking a chicken. Right. <laughs> it's great. So this next scene is fantastic. Um, he uh, gets shot eventually and like the inside of somehow him getting shot in the tall geese makes his mask crack and then he has this like note to himself he's like Trias you have to stop following me around we're bros but I gotta do my own thing now and he says like this friendship will only last till the day this mask breaks this this show tries to do foreshadowing but it forgets to do it until it has to pay off (laughs) yes so it kind of just slips it in there (laughs) Yeah, so like he literally, says this line. So, so what you would think would happen in a normal show is he would say, until this mask breaks, and then the first crack happens, and then this is the beginning of the 
metaphor of <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the mask cracking and go him. on the mask so, breaks more or something don't worry though it breaks fully in about 15 seconds <laughs> yeah. so he gets knocked into the water the tall geese gets knocked into the water he skitches on this like sub <laughs> the sub fucking does one of those crazy ballast like surfacing where it flies out he chops the sub directly in half all the way down lawn ways and Sweet. then its explosion cracks his mask inside of the tall geese of course in half and his hair starts flowing very naturally like it's on a fucking L'Oreal commercial and it's super it's, Bichonin it's, it's very much a oh wow under the mask he was very pretty who could have expected that <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous um, and done yeah and then after his mask breaks he says and now I can't be your friend anymore and he just flies away <laughs> well there's that done and then folks we're about to have <laughs> what is the funniest thing that happens in this show in my opinion yeah um, yeah yeah I have, kind of the have I have the entire you have the whole speech up. Okay, so I'm going to set the scene a little bit before Kuvo goes ahead and reads the speech. Um, so all we see is Hiro Yui uh, standing in front of a like it's like an auditorium. Well, no, like no, no, we don't even see like this. Yeah, you don't see that at first. It's, oh, at, right. At first, it's um, it's like a montage sort of thing where it shows like Hiro getting in the space. It shows like Wu Fei floating oh, right. around. Like it's a mon- it's a monologue it over a bunch starts. of cutscenes. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Hero at first. Same, yeah. Oh. I, no. Hold on one second. I gotta see if I can just paste spin this all so you can follow along because it's fucking great. It, it's um, amazing. Yeah, so it, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of scenes of like the different Gundam pilots in space doing their own things as they go on, and um, yeah, I I don't know if you want to read it, if you want me to read it, but it oh, is... you can read it, my friend. Okay. This one's all you, bud. Have fun. <laughs> The planet in our solar wanna, system. If you want to mirac- tag out, okay. Yeah, the planet in our solar system miraculously gave birth to life. We call it Earth. The year is after Colony One Nine Five. With the development of the colonies, people live in new surroundings. Thanks to plentiful natural resources, is cultivated through technological abilities. However, these new worlds are nothing but an imitation of mankind's motherland, the Earth. Why were the colonies created in the first place? Apparently, the main purpose was technological development to enrich mankind's life on Earth. Did man start asking too much from those fake worlds? The colony's self-sustaining ways of life is more stable than on Earth, since it lacks the risks of natural disasters. It seems like this unlimited growth would lead to the the eternal existence of mankind. Perhaps there was an age when people dreamed of starting anew in outer space. But the colonies, (laughs) rather mankind itself, could not forget the Earth. What did the colony's technology bring to the Earth? The kind of technology the Earth wanted most. Military power. Destruction is a part of human nature. It can never be eliminated. And now colonies are becoming more militaristic. The colonies cannot forget Earth. The Earth has great beauty. The animals known as human have acquired such strength that they want to control the planet for themselves. On a planetary scale, the life of a living thing lasts no more than an instant. But in the end, mankind only thinks of itself. Nothing changes. The time spent by humans in outer space has been a waste. In the face of reality, ideals are nothing but dreams. This place we live in is false. This pacifism is false. Outer space is a breeding ground that even more battles. War claims many lives. Mankind hasn't forgotten the sorrow that wars cause, yet they haven't stopped fighting. Our blood and tears they shed are merely ceremonial. One can't speak of history without referring to the wars in each era as important events. I'm sure these pale pep talks about fighting for peace have been repeated numerous times in the past. The colonies say they need armaments to maintain peace. It's no different than on Earth. The colonies believe that they joined with everyone else. 
that they believe that the bloodshed will lead to a higher morale. All right, they believe that the bloodshed will lead to higher morale. Excuse me, sir, this is a Wendy's. Uh, we're going to need you to uh, order or leave, sir. No, but uh, for real, uh, real shit. Like, then it cuts out and we see, uh, and I believe it, yeah, the teacher then goes, uh, that's enough. Let's avoid that subject. It's making your classmates uncomfortable. I don't feel like that's an appropriate thing for your greeting speech. Uh, please go yeah, sit down. So this motherfucker... <laughs> Came into school on the first day, and they're like, "Okay, this is our new classmate. Uh, can you tell us a bit about yourself?" And he said all of this to his class. Yep. That's what he said. Like they were asking for something like, "Hi, I'm Ty. Uh, I like some video games. You know, I enjoy uh, playing a little bit of tennis on the side. And my favorite food, uh, I like a pull, good pulled pork sandwich." I'm looking forward to learning with all y'all. Yeah. Uh, th- hey, thanks everybody. I'm glad that I got accepted into Spanish 201, and uh, I think it should be fun. And like instead, this motherfucker. Does war never change? This guy pulled up a fucking John Galt speech and just goes for it. And even better, he's going under Duo Maxwell right now. (laughs) He couldn't even sign his own name to it. (laughs) And the great thing is, like, the teacher tells him, "Is like, okay, you got to go sit down now." And he goes sit down, and he continues the monologue. Like, it doesn't do it in front of the class, but like, it's assumed he's just muttering to himself in the back of the class. God, the person sitting next to him, like, edging away. (laughs) (laughs) and to punctuate the entire perfectness of this episode is when he's done with his monologue we see a shot of the tall geese kneeling on a beach the front door of it opens zex falls out of it face first onto the sand and that's it so you know tall geese geese not destroyed so yay no tall geese is not destroyed but zex just face planted on a beach Uh he's fine he's fine (laughs) yeah well (sighs) Halfway through. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> on episode 19. It's so Incredible. fucking great. Uh, episode 19 starts. Uh, we recap about all the colonies helping each other rather than they're being shitty and Oz being cool and the Gundams are now isolated and forced to fight for reasons to exist and whatever. The title of this one is Assault on Barge. Uh, we're not talking about the barge that Zex was on. Barge is a different thing in this context. Don't Utterly unrelated. It. Yeah. Uh, we see Zex. He wakes up in a bed on a boat. Um... Florida man. Florida uh, man's is, back. Yeah, his name is Howard, but I'm gonna keep calling him Florida man. It's perfect. Uh, he opens the door and then like he speaks in this like beach bro ionic. He camera. also speaks like he's that guy who sells nuts and kung pao. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? He also hey. talks like this because it's halting. It's really oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> Good morning, Sex. Just saw you came down from space with nuts. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Basically. So, um, yeah, he's like, I found you in your suit. Uh, you looked cool. Uh, you know, Tall Grease is great. I kind of fixed it up for you. Uh, it's on the boat now. It's all yours. Um, he worked Florida on man- the Gundam at some or on Tall Geese at some point, apparently. Yeah, I guess that's what it was. He, back in the day, he used to do maintenance on it or something. Change uh, the tires. Florida Man tells him that uh, he's Oz's number one new enemy uh, because he betrayed and blew up a bunch of Oz suits. Uh, Zex is like, Zex Marquise is dead, but I'm going to keep calling him Zex. Uh, Duh, he asks. Yeah. There's a really stupid line here. Zex is like, you know, the Vernie is on this since you used to work on it. I'm wondering if it can get the space. And the Florida man's like, it can get the space. And then he's like, but can we go to space? <laughs> it was a really dumb conversation they had. Uh, well, space needs talented pilots like you right now. And just like, what? what, what? So a guy can go to space. Maybe. What? <laughs> what? It's not clear. <laughs> can't go to space. 
face! <laughs> Y'all know his hearing's, face? His hearing's been damaged from working you on too many Gundams and also going to too many heavy metal concerts. <laughs> <laughs> um, the narrator breaks in to tell us that uh, the X-Alliance people in space are kind of being killed by Oz as Oz takes over more and more of it. Um, Oz doesn't want to show full military power in space, though, so um, they're kind of getting Peaceful Lady Oon to do a good PR job because branding's very important in the space future. Oon um, is giving a speech to a bunch of colony politicians saying how Oz, the same deal, they're going to bring peace and everything. She's given this before. Yeah. The colony guy brings up a point. He's like, you know, I'm concerned because we don't have any army to protect ourselves in case you guys turn us around on us. And Oon's like, no, 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 we're not going to turn it around. Eh? We're here to bring the peace, not to fuck you up. The folks who just staged a coup would never hurt anyone. Is, yeah, is and- this the speech where Lady Oon goes, well, you remember the alliance? Well, they used to say that they were for peace, but then they turned out to be a military power. So clearly what we need is to be a military power right yes. to start, right? <laughs> I think that's a bit later, maybe, but yeah. Is that it's, another one? Yeah, she has the, she has a couple speeches. She gets like pay fucking ten k for every speaking. Oh, does, for so. sure. And they're all dumb. Oh yeah, she's running off the same script she's had for the past six years. Um, so there's this place called Barge. It's a military colony base in space, and um, Oz has taken it over since the alliance has left. Uh, military Un is now there. She has her hair up, so that means it's all business. And uh, she learns that one of the rockets uh, that came off of Earth was carrying a Gundam, and it's nearby. And um, when some guy asks her, "Oh God!" So the guy who's next, yeah, the guy who's next to her is like, "Okay, so the Gundam's on there. Should we capture it? If we capture it, should we let the pilot live?" And she's like, "Well, if he's ugly, then sure." And the guy's like, oh, "Why?" And she's like, "Well, and you she- know, if he's..." pretty then you know the colonies may sympathize with him and we don't want that the guy's like but no really really it's just like nah just kidding the, the guy nah, gives her this look of like, it, it, what it was genuinely kind of funny yeah. because of how terribly written it is like it literally was just like this guy like like she's having like a thought and doing like some kind of insidious thing and then he's just like oh wow that's really insidious do you mean it and she's like no more yeah. evil than that just kill him just kill him <laughs> I'm bloodthirsty. You know I'm bloodthirsty by now. Kill them all. So, out in space, uh, a bunch of Oz troops and Leos catch up to this pod thing. Uh, they're like, I wonder where the Gundam is. And then they get chopped in half because, of course, the Gundam's inside of it. And it's Death Scythe with a duo there. Um, Oz is like, okay, well, he's chopping up our Leos. Let's send in the new mobile dolls we have. And the mobile dolls are really good, and this catches duo by surprise, and duo gets kind of beat up. He and they just... blow. Sans there though, like they're like, oh, they're fast. As he stays stock still, and I know it's because the animation budget doesn't cover <laughs> the Gundam <Him> moving. <laughs> but at the Here's, same time, it's so bad. It's like think about in like G Gundam when we see the back and forth, and like you can tell when someone is getting overwhelmed or beaten because they are struggling, and it looks like they are under great strain, and their Gundam is starting to blow up, and things like that. Like there are very clear signs. This has none of it. It's all, it's, whereas it's just, G Gundam yep, a lot of times the show don't tell, are. this is just tell and trust. <laughs> just, yeah. I'm it, having a problem. Please believe me. No, we're not going to do anything to indicate that I'm having a problem other than I'm going to say I'm having a problem. And here's another thing. I know these five scientists were all very smart and they made their invincible Gundams, but if these Gundams are supposed to fight in space, you would think you would give the Gundam a gun and only two of the five of them have any sort of ranged yeah. weaponry. So, like, it kind of makes sense that Death Scythe can't do a whole bunch against these fucking, uh, because these, uh, yeah, all it has have is lasers. The, 
It has like the little launcher thing on its arm, but once it fires that and it's gone, <laughs> it's that's done. the ball game. It, yeah. It's basically that drill tweet. <laughs> I would beat a sniper because they're not specialized in the melee combat. In melee fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, Duo knows that he's about to be beat, so he's like, well, it's time to cash in the cards and take you all to hell. And he tries to blow himself up, but it doesn't work because his gun the breaks. And he's like, oh, uh, Everybody fuck. has tried to do it now. Yeah. Uh, has yeah. Wufei done it? I think oh. Wufei is not yet, but like, I basically. I think he's the last boy. He is the yeah. last one, yeah. Maybe yeah, so, because Hero's trying to do it like six times. <laughs> yeah, that that makes up for it. Extra credit, basically. <laughs> so Duo's like, well, shit, and just kind of just sits there for a while. And they, Oz fucking suits just like kind of hit him with the zip lines and tow him back to the colony. <laughs> well, I just shit. love how these. Clearly, it's like ultimate soldier babies, whatever. You know, I don't know the exact specifics yet, but it's some kind of, you know, program to create the ultimate assassins. Yeah, all that stuff. Man, they sure do give up real easy (laughs) and not try to think of another plan at all. Hero did it, and it was cool. I am considerably (laughs) more resourceful than all of these super soldiers, and it's kind of upsetting to just see him be like, Yep. Oh no! It looks like I might lose this. Maybe. Yeah. Oh well. Here's the thing that's really <laughs> stupid about this. so the Oz suits beforehand blow off the Death Scythe's arm, yeah. and like he that's when he tries to blow himself up. But like he could have just faked like he tried to blow himself up and do nothing until they're in the like the spaceport and then chop them all in half or something. But you would think or just get carried in and then explode once. <laughs> There's a lot of options. Yeah. Yeah, so we cut over to Troa, who's watching the TV on the colony, and says, that, like, oh, Oz captured one of the Gundams, and we're going to bring it to justice and everything. And um, he laments that the colonies don't know that the Gundams are their friends to all children and all that. Um, he also notices, like, well, uh, I'm too far away from this, but because, uh, like, I guess he's on one side of the Earth, and, like, Duo and Hero are on the other side of the Earth. Right. Yeah, you know, um, speaking of, you know, Lady Oon being like, well, we don't want people to sympathize with the pilots, they then show a TV show of Duo, a child, being, yeah, being taken away by the military as if the colonies who probably had their own children taken away by the Alliance military would be down with that. Yeah. Like, they just, like, kill it's, the kids. real kid, bad PR. Kill the kid. Like, no, it's such bad oh, PR. Um, and they also, like, carry the Gundam through the streets, and there's all the people on the sides during this parade flanking it, being like, Yay! Peace it on You're dead. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Like, it's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, <laughs> if it was anyone but Duo, maybe I would not hate this as much. <laughs> but goddammit, Duo for being a dumb, crazy fucker is at least... He's at least likable sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Half the time. It's, it's a low bar. <laughs> So, Hero is at a library. Uh, he's looking up info on Hero the Politician. Here we go. And I guess there is no information. I guess, like, they fucking Tiananmen squared memory hold it. Nobody and knows. 20 years ago. 20 years ago, this guy was there assassinated. alive. I mean, Tiananmen's 30 years, and that's kind of memory hold. It makes sense in a way, mm-hmm. but it's still stupid. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um Hero knows that like he can't get in a Gundam right now and fuck around because it would be bad PR. Um, it would just play into Oz's talking points, so he doesn't do that. So instead, he goes and does some spy shit at a spaceport. I knock some dudes out. It's not important. Um, this is where the uh, thing we were talking about earlier. There's a press ah. conference talking about how Oz captured the Gundam and the parade in the streets, and all the colony guys were like shaking their fists at it. Uh, we get Duo inside a jail. He's being interrogated. Um, 
The Oz soldier says that Duo will be executed. During all of this, we see Hero sneaking into the jail. Um, Duo has been tortured a bit, and he's thrown in a jail cell, and he's looking all really beat up. This is where Hero breaks in and then pulls a gun on him. (laughs) Duo's like, oh, bro, I guess if you want to complete your mission, you got to shoot me. Well, you might as well do it. And then Hero goes to shoot him. And he's like, no, 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 don't do it. I was was fucking joking. Don't do that shit. (laughs) Yeah, Duo is just like, what the the fuck, guy? What the fuck? And he's just like, oh, well, I would have done it if you would have asked me to. I thought that's what you wanted. And he's just like, fucking shit, man. Like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) So they start escaping. Duo asks. Uh, hero where the Gundam is. Hero's like, oh, I left it on Earth. It would stick out up here. He and so left Duo's like, it on Earth. The newly repaired gun. He just fucking left it behind. I, I also think this moment in, a sh- in the show is like a really good moment to talk about how even if you have a written excuse for why none of your human characters act like humans, <laughs> um, it still is bad writing. Yeah. Is the thing. Because that's yep. the whole thing is no, Hero is not relatable because he's he's a fucking alien. Like he does he's legitimately exactly what the an plot alien. needs at any given point and nothing else. And nothing else. Like he never has any sort of human interaction or rationale. Like he's not a good character. Half of his characterization all. is other people talking about how cool and smart he is. <laughs> like legitimately, he just goes to one of his only friends. And pulls a gun on him and starts to shoot him for the mission. And it's like, the thing is, it would work if he did do it, Yeah, right? that's if the thing. If he actually did, did finish Duo, the job yeah. and shot Duo, then it'd be like, okay, this guy really is just the mission. That's his whole thing. Like, he's like fucking Big Boss in, you know, early days. Just the mission, the mission, the mission. But he doesn't. He just stops. And then Duo's like, wow, that that's fucked up. Bit. And then they escape together. And it's like... So he isn't the mission, the mission, the mission, but he acts like he is up front and he just turns into this complete yep. wild man that no one can respond to or react to. Like, he's the worst character. Yeah, he's unreadable. I mean, I guess yep. maybe that's good, but for a, I guess, ally, it's not. For a work of fiction, <laughs> it is not good. I'll say that. <laughs> so this scene also pissed me off. Duo asks him where his Gundam is. He says it's on Earth because it would stick out. Okay, sure. Duo then asks, okay, so what's the plan then? How are we getting out? And Hero's like, well, I didn't have an escape plan. That freaks out Duo, but then he sets off bombs? So he did have an escape plan? Or did he, he just set bomb bombs plan, for fun? I guess. I, I don't know. He was uh, just in the neighborhood, figured he'd plan a few bombs. Because, yeah, it, it, I thought at first he meant I didn't have an escape plan for both of us. But that's not really what's said, and it doesn't really make sense yeah. with how everything goes. Like, Hero just didn't have an escape plan for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very go-with-the-flow kind of guy, haven't you realized? <laughs> so, Oz, uh, Oz sees the bombs go off. They're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. They discover that the mobile suit dock didn't have any bombs, so they think, okay, the Gundam pilots are probably going to go through the Gundam dock. Uh, they launch their mobile dolls just to sit outside and wait for them. Oz scrambles some suits to go outside, but then Wufei shows up and starts shooting them down. Uh, we see a scene of Peaceful Un getting on a shuttle. I guess she has another fucking speech to go give. And the Oz guy is like, well, you're in danger. You can't launch now. But she this goes This happens anyway. like twice, by the way. The whole, you, you can't launch now. You're in danger. And then she just flies the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And it's not military Un either. It's, it's Peaceful Un. And she's just like, she's like, oh, it's okay. I have to go give a speech. That like, kind boy Peaceful wouldn't hurt me. <laughs> Peaceful doesn't mean... Suicidal. You're not afraid of death. Yeah, peaceful doesn't mean that, like, 
oh, giant robot could be hacking shit up and you wouldn't just be like, oh, I don't want to get involved with that. Like, that's not peaceful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Shenlon's outside. He's fighting Leo's in front of, I guess, this barge space station has a giant laser cannon because, you know, why not? Of course. Um, they're fighting Leo's out in front of it. Uh, a guy tells, or a guy is like, oh, you know, sorry. One of the guys is like, we got to fire the cannon. And another guy is like, oh, we'll hit our own troops. But he doesn't care. They fire the cannon. Shenlong Gundam gets out of the way, but loses its stupid spaghetti flame arm in the process. Oh, no. I love that Wu- dumb arm. Wu Fei has a great line. It's like, I've never yes. seen an enemy as large and foul as they look now. <laughs> yes. Large. Large <laughs> and foul. One absolute unit of an enemy. <laughs> uh, and this scene is so, he, he yells Ooh. this line. It does an outside shot of the Shenlong Gundam. And behind it, Lady Un's shuttle passes within like 20 feet. Here we and go. Like, they have this like overlay slash new type moment where he somehow hears her talking about peace. It's like, you need to stop fighting. Fighting is not going to accomplish anything. This is a peaceful colony. And like Wu Fei looks behind him and doesn't know what the fuck. Wu Fei looks baffled. All of the soldiers look baffled. And she just flies on like all angelic and stuff She's in her like, shuttle. No, peace, peace forever. And this is the moment where you realize that peaceful Un isn't like. Yeah, like they're, they're doing something here. Yeah, this yeah. isn't just like something she is doing to be sneaky and evil because this makes no fucking sense. Yeah, so the guy who's controlling the mobile dolls that have uh, Shenlong Gundam kind of locked down, he calls up Un, Peaceful Un, and is like, give us the order to the attack. And Peaceful Un's like, I just can't. And she flips her fucking hair on camera. It pissed me <laughs> off so much. <laughs> the guy is like, okay, fuck this. He continues attacking. Shenlong Gundam stabs itself in the side with its own Pull, trident and then out, yeah, boots the trident away at a million itself. miles an hour. <laughs> Basically <laughs> does kind of like a reverse Kamehameha setup where he just kind of yeah. like puts his jet, like he, he, he rocket punches himself in the ass to go faster <laughs> is what it is. And Basically. it's very strong. So the Oz yeah. Trooper sees this. He's like, that guy's crazy. And then he's like, which Lady Un should I be following? I know they're the same person, but, like, I just don't know which orders go. Do you before. get it? Yeah. So Ugh. we cut back to Duo and Hero. They are escaping from the military base. They're shooting guys in an elevator and all that. They find an Oz shuttle, and then outside, the Oz Taurus uh, dolls are blowing up Leos for some reason. What happened well, is... Well, it's because they, they launched some Leos out on shuttles as, as if they were escaping. The dolls saw them escaping, went... And assumed they were enemies. Yeah, now, yeah. So AI we have to blow up... Assumed so, they were enemies, I guess? Yeah. They say they put them on auto-target mode. Right. And this is why it's shooting at those Leos, because as soon as it saw them leaving it assumed they were enemies which like makes all, no all fucking leos sense are now right. enemies all of all them. leos yeah which wow guys i mean there's some there's something to be said about you know accidental racism or you know on purpose racism when it comes to automated identification data capture <laughs> systems for sure like biometric data has a certain level of you know neuro nets are infallible exactly <laughs> another great point of discussion that should be had and not in G- Gundam Wing. Not, not Gundam in Gundam Wing, Wing at all. Yeah, and so they ex- tricked it by sending up these Leos, and the Leos got blown up. So the Oz Troopers are like, why the fuck are they blown up for Leos? So they go and check out the PC that I guess has the 
friend or foe like the, the, the AI system. system, I guess. They... And so they bring it up, and then they realize that like the Taurus suits are also supposed to fire on uh, space suits. anyone in their uniforms, yeah. which There's seems great... like it would be on a white list. There's a great <laughs> look at like hero of hero in a yes, space in a suit, suit. Yeah. and he's going like, <laughs> and you can clearly see Hero's face and all of his facial features in this shot, and then they're just like, <laughs> no, nope, no just the suit, just the suits. We're blowing up all the suits. And then Hero like shot at them and then they're like oh well all things in spacesuits are bad guys gotta kill them all <laughs> like yeah, this so, is so simultaneously in- as smart because the AI is so smart it can beat the Gundams like hands down but it's so fucking dumb <laughs> and it will target literally anything <laughs> they outsource that and as much as AI. I hate to admit it <laughs> yeah. probably the most accurate thing about the military technology <laughs> yeah like I, I was saying well, like, that's the first good thing that's happened in this yeah. entire block of yeah. episodes <laughs> Yeah, so they see a bit too late that spacesuits are a target. The Taurus outside looks through a window, sees them in their spacesuits, and then just blows them all up. So a bunch of And they're just like, turn them off, turn off the auto-targeting. What are you doing? Turn it off. Ah, And they're just like, uh, what? And then they all die. (laughs) So on a shuttle, Hero and Duo are taking off and leaving the colony. Uh, Hero tells Duo that the Gundams are worthless now because they can't use them because it's bad PR. And also that the five scientists that made them have been captured. And that he's got to go kill all these scientists. And Duo's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? And, yeah. It's also like, oh. Hero is the mission, the mission, the mission. And these are the guys who gave him the mission? Oh, yeah, and now he's going to just kill him, too. No, it's just, that. Ah, fuck it. Yeah. The mission. Well, oh, yeah, for- he's, he's like the AI. Like- right. Ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> Cinematic parables. Uh, maybe gun the way yeah, Jesus. Wow. Uh, just as soon as something could be even a little bit implied as a problem for his mission, it's just... <laughs> Getting rid of it. Like, yep. It really does feel like a teenager writing military drama where they have no concept of any sort of subtlety in war. <laughs> and yeah, the last shot of this episode is back on Earth. I guess fucking Zex found a shuttle to take off with Talgis. He piggybacks Talgis. Okay, Talgis has rocket boosters on it. He is piggybacking on the back of a fucking carrier jet. Mm-hmm. The carrier, he blasts off in the space, and as he does this, he gives Char's weighed down by Earth's gravity speech. If you've ever seen the original Gundam, it's the same thing. Let's go look that up. Um, straight from it. Uh, Almost episode, there. Yeah, episode 20, um, we get a recap of the dolls blowing up the Oz Troopers and Hero saying he's going to eliminate all obstacles. Title of this one is Lunar Base Infiltration. Hero is telling Duo, who is in bed, that he's going to go infiltrate a lunar base because they're getting a bunch of Gundanium. And of course, since they have Gundanium, that means they're making a new suit or something. It's the only thing Gundanium's useful for. Well, obviously, <laughs> it's in the name. Yeah. Uh, Duo is wants to go help him, but he's super hurt, so he's going to have to say And then Hero does one of the funniest fucking things he <laughs> yeah. does in his whole show, oh, which God. is he tells Duo, oh, hey, you can't come with, but hey, how about you just go school to school on my behalf? I used your name anyway. And Duo's <laughs> just like, yo, what the fuck, man? And he's like, well, you know, my name's like a famous politician name. Can't use that here. I'd be too obvious. And he's like, apparently been all right. But he's been erased from history, so he could absolutely have used his name, apparently. And then, yeah, and then Duo's just like, okay, but yeah, like, remember, literally all we've seen Hero do as a student is go be the weirdest motherfucker, make everyone feel uncomfortable, and then left. And now that is Duo Maxwell. So, hey, Duo, you want to go with you again? Good luck. (laughs) I would love to see him going to school and trying to play it off, and everybody's avoiding him, and he's like, what the fuck did Hero do? Weren't you a different guy? (laughs) Yeah, that too. Uh, so we see a montage of Hero flying to the moon. 
Uh, the narrator talks about how the moon used to be a tourist destination until the Alliance fucked it all up. But uh, now it's again a tourist destination because everybody loves going to the moon. I don't know um, why we needed this narration. I don't know either. The five scientists are talking about how Oz is bribing people into trusting them by pretending to be cool. Um, they talk about how they're making two new suits for Oz. I, again, the only why? leverage that Lady Oon had over them is apparently dead. So I don't know why they're making these two new suits, but they're yeah, called... Like, the... these, these scientists were, like, engaging in espionage against the entire, like, entirety of Oz, and somehow they haven't figured this out. Yeah. They're, they're, it, it seems to me these dumb. scientists are, like, they love their work so much that it's, like, they never ask why, I make guess, is what they're going a, for. Make a machine for you? Oh, Sure. Evil scientists, no sense of right or wrong. Basically. These two new I'll suits never are called... help Oz, and then they help Oz. The two new suits are called the Mercurius and the V8. Um, I'll give you a quick background. The Mercurius uh, has, like, these little disc things, and they can make a shield to stop anything, and the V8 has a giant fuck-off laser. Yep. Um, That's their deal. They're, I guess the rationale is that these scientists are making these new suits because they think that Hero or one of the other pilots will just come and steal them and blow up Oz with it. Which is, Which is the farthest fucking reach. Justification, but yeah. hey. Um, Whatever helps you sleep at night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to a meeting of colony leaders. Uh, they're talking about how cool Oz is for letting them travel since they cleared out all those space mines. Um, the space colonies are also at this point trying to figure out, like, hey, maybe we should make a new space nation. Um, but, like, if we make a new space nation, Oz is cool with that, but they want us to make spacesuits for them. Like, is that a cool thing we should do? Hey, to, to be specific... They literally are telling them your new main export is mobile suits, is like weapons. military hardware specifically. Yeah, yeah. We're not like you fight are anybody, now. But hypothetically, you know, we be- better be prepared. This is the speech I was talking about earlier. The yeah. one where she's like, "The alliance were evil because they tried to go for peace and then turned into military." Well, fuck it. We're just gonna start with the military. Isn't that good? <laughs> yeah. No. And everyone goes, "Oh yeah, that is oh. good." As as the entire viewership is just like, "Wait, what?" Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, well, is that good? At least we're honest about it. Yeah, and it's funny because like the, one of the colony leaders like brings up the point is like, you know, we don't want a military as a deterrent. We've learned from past in history that that's a terrible idea. We want to use technology for peaceful purposes. But yeah, Un gives out this whole like, you know, we were trying, the Alliance tried to settle disputes on Earth, but look what happened to them. We're just going to be in space. Like, I don't even know what she was talking about here. It's just complete look, nonsense. socialism didn't work in Russia, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots. It All right. So, socialism didn't work, so now they had capitalism, so we're just going to start with capitalism and then go from there. <laughs> like, I have in my notes here, Una Myers man's will to fight, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, I didn't even know when I was taking the notes. Yeah. And it's peaceful, Una, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's like, she's like, well, I have to respect the man's will to fight, that they're, they're always going to fight. It's part of their nature, so we might as well have a bunch of deterrence anyway, which, like... The, no, that doesn't solve anything. What are you talking about? And uh, then they cut away. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back on Earth, uh, Lieutenant Sally, or whatever her name is, is trying she's to back. set. A, yeah, she's back, and she's trying to set up explosives on the Sandrock Gundam, which well, I guess was captured after it blew up. Yeah, they they picked up the rubble like they did with Wing, I guess. Yeah. Um, she's setting up explosives, but those uh, Mackinac guys were Quatra's uh, lackeys. Yep. Uh, they show up and try to stop her. Uh, she blows it up anyway, but it doesn't make a dent. She's very impressed at the Gundams and everything. The Magnogok lackeys, like, are trying to take back Sandrock because they want to give it back to Quatra, but she's blowing up Leo's. Like, this whole scene is really stupid because, like, they're at each other's odds even though they kind of know who they're working for. 
Yeah, they immediately like are like, oh, we're we have the same sort of goal, and then they just go on their way, and then yeah, like, it happens again. Yeah. So at one point, the Magnarok guys get the Sandrock rubbles, the Sandrock parts into the space or the uh, jet plane that's got to take off. They're about to take off, but on the fucking uh, runway is Sally in a Leo stopping them, and so the guy gets out of the fucking jet. He's like. I don't think we're enemies. And Sally's like, the gun the pilot I know would want it to be destroyed. And the Magnot guy's like, the pilot I know would want it to restore it. And they're like, oh, we're, we're at an impasse. They're like, oh. Oh, we're both and then she's just lacking. It's fine then. Yeah, and then she goes, oh, okay, it sounds like you've got a much nicer boy than me. I got a short stick of boys. Yeah, I got a real nasty boy. And it sounds like you got a real sweetheart. Good luck, have fun, I guess. Yeah, so they sort it out and they take off the plane with Sandrock. The, the show can't even write like a short scene between two unrelated factions well. It's incredible. So, uh, Duo is recovering from his injuries. He's walking around on a colony. He sees Which a TV. seems dumb because there are wanted posters of him everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the news no, showed pictures. He doesn't oh, even man. like... The first this scene was... literally starts with him ripping one down. Yeah. yeah. Like he knows, too. Like, <laughs> the top secret cool assassin spy guys would know that hey if there's wanted posters maybe you should cut your hair and dye it or something nah nah anyway uh tv says they're having tryouts for a colony self-defense force or something they got these new mobile suits that are being made and they need pilots so you should sign up Mars needs moms yeah um outside we see these new trainees doing training mission stuff one of the pilots is very good and it's revealed that oh no it's troa um, Troa has enlisted in the self-defense force to get inside or something. The sure. one military guy who is doing the training talks to Lady Oon, who's in her military persona right now, about Troa. Apparently they ran a background check on him and nothing came up. <laughs> it's the most implausible bullshit because they and see And he's just asshole. like, that's way... But it's like, that's way too suspicious, actually, you know? like Oh, do you mean the guy who... Snuck a whole Gundam into a circus tent and used it to assault an entire military base while saying, here I go, it's me, Troa, in my Gundam at the circus. Using the same name. Here I go. and he he doesn't even have a fake name. It's the same name. Nothing came up on our background check. Yes, we're very bad at this. (laughs) So the guy's like, you know, this guy's too good. He may be a Gundam pilot. And Lady is like, listen, I got this. So, Troa's still outside in his spacesuit doing training stuff. They say, hey, Troa, blow up the Death Scythe. And the Death Scythe is just floating outside, missing an arm and everything. At first, he throws away his gun, and everyone goes, oh, what's the trouble? And <gasps> he then he just turns and goes, yeah. and he goes, oh, no, I need a bigger laser. I'm like, these Leo gun. guns, there's literally no way these Leo guns could harm the Gundam. No matter how many of them there were or how long it took, there's no way these Leos could... <laughs> So he gets a big space laser and uh, shoots it up. And then we cut back to Duo on Earth in front of, yeah, I'm glad you also wrote it down, of a big TV store named Alf Vision. Alf Vision, (laughs) new best character. Yeah, so the Oz people televised the Death Scythe being blown up, I guess, as a pep rally thing. And Duo gives a big no as he sees his suit get blown up. Yes, the store's name, Alf Vision. Don't forget that Troa, uh, in his suit, he's like like little wet in his eyes and there's sparkles. He's like, are those sparkles my tears? (laughs) 
What a great line. Well, because the other thing, too, is they apparently had a bunch of biometric scanners on him because they cut back to the military yes. people and they're like, they're like, look, he's, he hasn't had a single change of heart. It seems like he's completely unfazed by what just happened, which seems like maybe someone who has some military experience would be the only kind of person who would be in that kind of live fire training situation yeah, and not have a this, reaction. And then he's crying over the fact that he blew up a Gundam. Like, yeah. Well, but also don't forget. They're all aliens, so they're able to do things like, it's like when have Hero tears kept come his with vitals down, so no one could tell he was awake. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He got so training. that's what it is. Is he suppressed everything, but still let out a little, a single Gundam tear. I was going to say a single manly tear, <laughs> but it was really just kind of. Yeah, it was it's someone, someone else's Gundam, is. and it just kind of. It's just kind of floating, too. Like, at first, I thought they were saying there were, like, tears outside of the cockpit, and it was going to be even dumber and be like, oh, the Gundam must be crying or something. But (laughs) then it was, no, Troa just was too fucking stupid to realize he was crying. This is not a pro. I don't understand how that's considered a positive of just, like, he can shoot people, and then he cries, but he's too dumb to notice. It's good shooting, though. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you want to see even stupider scenes, the next one tops this one. On the moon, it does. Uh, Hero is doing some spy shit. He finds the plans for the two new suits, the Mercurius and the V8. And he's going to like, okay, well, I should destroy these. Um, we cut to peaceful Lady Oon meeting with Troa. Uh, Oon They're says like on couches? A- yeah, these couches are weird looking too. Um, They're in basically just like, I don't know, a sitting room in the middle of this moon base. Yeah, so Peaceful Loon's talking to Troa. She says, like, you're a good pilot and everything. Troa's lying and saying that he wants to help take out the Alliance. Um, He says that he likes how Oz, you know, is being strong and peaceful, but he also likes how Oz is pretending to be chill and take over space. So immediately (laughs) Troa gives up his game. He just turns his hand over and says, I'm on to you. I know exactly what you're doing. It's actually pretty cool and good that you want to take over all of space pretending to be peaceful. You underhanded I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, and this causes peaceful Lady Oon to have a fucking nervous breakdown. Like, she can't, like... Peace? No peace? Peace? Yeah, she has, like, some cognitive dissidence or the fact that, like, oh, you know... The Oz is being militaristic to be peaceful. Like, I can't Oz deal with this. Literally, and this is where I 100% abandoned all hope that they were going to do yeah. something yep. that wasn't a dumb Hollywood mental it illness, stupid ass shit plot. And I know I'm oh aware boy. it's probably going to get worse, but literally, like, she starts holding her head in her hands. And this is, by the way, she's being flanked by other officers and Troa in front of her. Like, she is. In the middle, this isn't like a private thing. Peace, peace, Oz. She starts grabbing her head and just being like, "That's not true. That's not true. I'm not peace. That's true." (laughs) And just like gets up and like runs the fuck out of the room. And it's like, okay, guys, that's your, that's Colonel. We're cool with that. We're not gonna like get her checked out somewhere or something before she, you know. Does more commanding. Yeah, and this <laughs> like, is this is where her subordinate comes in, and she's like, "I don't trust you." Make sure Lady Oon is stronger her. in uniform. Yeah, our commanding officer. But yeah, um, we see Lady Oon in like I guess her bedroom or something, and she's in her peaceful form, and she's holding the glasses that she does not wear in peaceful form. And, like, it comes out that she does not I'm know... I'm glad we have accepted that we can just refer to them as forms at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> Personas, I, I guess, would be more accurate. This is but. to go even further beyond incredibly peaceful. Uh, <laughs> also, Super remember, <laughs> we haven't seen peaceful Oon before this set of episodes. This is literally... This four episodes... Yeah, this it's pulled is out of their the ass. first time she appears. It just happens. She just appears... And now Lady Oon is a split personality. Okay. Uh, I, I'm Colonel Oon? 
Yeah, so Peaceful Un does not know she has a military persona. It's stupid. Again, uh, this would have worked if somehow the characters looked a little bit different and they both had been active for a while, yeah. as yeah. opposed to just there was clearly only one Lady Un and she was very well established and has an unfortunately flat personality, but <laughs> one that's very clearly defined to the show's credit because it can't do that for anyone else. Yep. And, uh, well... They undid it, so no worries. <laughs> they uh, threw that out the window. Uh, so we see Military Un. She's regained her composure. Uh, she brings Tro and a bunch of, I guess, other test pilots to meet the five Gundam scientists in their new suits. We see the new suits. Mercurius is the fence. It's painted red. It has the shield thing. Uh, the V8 is for offense. It's painted blue, and it has a big laser gun. Um, someone asks, like, well, which suit is better? And the scientists, of course, say, the suits are equally good. It's up to the pilots. We Whatever. don't believe in tier lists. Yeah. <laughs> fucking trying to balance the shit. Uh, the V8 is on, like, some chains. Like, it's ha- it doesn't have any legs yet because they're still building it. Yeah, they're it. like, we don't have the butt done yet. We got to really get it's the butt good. It's about 70% done, and it's all yeah. ass that's left. So the V8 is chilling on really this, like, crane. And, like, <laughs> its beam rifle starts charging, and, like, everybody freaks out. The scientist guy pulls a lever, which makes the Mercurius put its shield up in front of everyone. The, Which, like, that may protect the suit. All you fuckers are dead. Yeah, like, you won't get hit with the laser, but it's still, I don't know, about 6,000 degrees in there. Yep. Whatever. Um, they put, everybody's, like, the laser goes off, but no one's hurt. Uh, we see the thing fall to the ground, and Hero jumps out of the V8. Troa does, like, a sweet triple front flip Lutz, lands out in front of him, pulls out a gun on him, and captures him. Well, and, I think like, it's like, Hero looks up, and then he drops his gun, and I think maybe because he's like, oh, Troa's here, does that mean shit's going maybe. on? Yeah, like, I like, think does maybe Hero he clue in? Like, like, oh, shit. I think shit. that's the idea, is that Hero's kind of like, oh, okay, there's uh, a plan here. Oh, there's but a more inside man than me. There, there isn't a plan. Yeah, and then the other <laughs> thing, too, is the engineers, who, uh, might I add... Definitely would have recognized Troa and Hero. Yeah, they like, have absolutely. no reaction. Oh, well, the thing uh, is... The... It's stupider because they're more fucking happy that their yeah. laser worked and that they didn't almost die. Like, they don't yeah, care that they the almost died. the one guy's like, I but, told you no. that laser was dope, right? It had so much firepower. Yeah, no, and everyone's was, just like, ha-ha. There nice. was like a scientist. Well, the scientist, hero scientist went, oh, yeah, my weapon, isn't it great? And the other scientist, like, singly goes, oh, yeah, your, your Gundam is good. When... The scientist was clearly referring to Hero. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. J was, like, wiggling my, his eyebrows. No, Hero is my weapon, and isn't he totally fucking awesome? And the scientist like, fuck, I yeah, better not let him know. Yeah, murdered all five of us. <laughs> Wasn't that sweet how he just almost <laughs> killed everyone? So, yeah. Like, yeah. The, also, why is that the plan? Like, why is okay, immediately Troa's just plan of going incognito makes Troa's sense. Troa's the That's only deep. one with any sort of I plan. I can't believe Troa's doing the best right now. That's more upsetting than anything, I think. <laughs> well, he might I mean, get a Gundam is. that isn't as stupid Troa, as his old one. let's bring my fucking Gundam into the tent, shoot guys, and then self-destruct Barton. <laughs> the confident one. <laughs> So, uh, I know we're going a bit long here, but uh, motivations. Where do you think we are? <laughs> Ooh, now we're going places. <laughs> so, Quatra uh, has a concussion, but still wants to make friends. No, 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 honey. He was mortally wounded. <laughs> uh, Wu-Face probably just trying to figure out how to fix his noodle arm. That's a good um, Duo is recovering from his cracked ribs, so oh, and, and from his, his broken heart. Up. True, yeah. he is having he's having a sad. No, <laughs> <laughs> Troa is uh, sneaky. 
Binks, the, yeah, the only one who actually is pretty straightforward at this point. Yeah, he's but trying what to is get his motivation? What is he trying to well, accomplish? He's trying to become like he's trying to make Lady Un make him a Gundam pilot, essentially. For her, for her. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's relatively clear. Right. So, so here, here are so the top what ones. Lady... Here. What is Zex doing? Yeah. Going to space. Uh, Taking a vacation. Why? why is Zex going to space? Because he wants to go have his rival fight. He needs to have his rival he fight. Like the tall fight. needs he to have his rival fight. No, it's not done yet, though. He is second form. That so. fight was useless. <laughs> yeah, unmasked is the next. Fu- is that's the next round? What, <laughs> is, what is Lady Un's motivation? Oh well, well, well which one? Which one? <laughs> she's yeah. just along for the ride at this point. <laughs> like, like military Un is all about literally killing everyone, even if it actively hurts her plans. And Peace Un is, uh, I don't even know what she's about. Having a mental breakdown? Well, she's all about peace unless it doesn't work with the plot and the narrative of Oz that the writers have already started. So she yep. kind of has to, like, she backs down as soon as it would inconvenience the rest of the cast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Heroes are noble. I would also put Relena on there, but we haven't seen her for four episodes. Yeah, she wasn't in these episodes. You know she's going to find out that Hiroyumi's in space and come stalk him. It's got to happen at some point, right? That's true. She hasn't shown up in a bit. And also, the the, uh, Gundam scientist motivations, I guess, are just making wow cool robot right now. They're they're pretty wow cool robot. They love the robot. Uh, So yeah, next week is 21 through 24. Um Tell me it yeah. doesn't get dumber because I'm not sure I can cope. <laughs> we're no, not even see, halfway through. If we were to think for a bit about like what some of these characters are doing and extrapolate what that could mean, you could kind of read where the future's going here. See, uh, maybe I'll, I'll kind of give you the a worst. Hint. Think of what the Gundam scientists are doing. Mm. Oh boy! Yeah, so the thing, sure the thing that kills me the most about this series is I used to really like the song "Wings of a Boy Who Killed Adolescents." <laughs> like it's pretty solid, right? And now every time I hear like the, I'm just like, oh, it's gonna be real dumb. Oh, damn. <laughs> Hero someone's about to do again. some. Someone's gonna do some real head ass shit and act like it's cool. <laughs> it's oh I man. Like, I kinda like the opening theme as well. I know there's like a better one, but I kinda like this one and I'm like, oh yeah, it's Gundam Wing. <laughs> but it gets you in the mood for uh... Gundam Wing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess in a way it's good that the second opening only shows up for like seven episodes because it's way better than the first opening and I guess it won't wear off as fast. Yeah. Well, uh, see you Just all next beat. week. Communication. <laughs> Space anime. Space. <laughs>